you call yourself a maker? You smell like failure and corn chips. Drop and give me four to five minutes. This is not your grandparents' tanker toys. It's the Creators Collective. Listen up and don't give me that face. Right, Herbert Holtz and Walker are about to demonstrate the proper way to create. And if you got questions, you had better be in the live chat. Otherwise, I am going to plant my boots so far up your hiney that your mother is going to be crying. Now listen up, jelly pasty cow pies. And we're back for another exciting episode of the Creators Collective. This is week number 93. If we're 93 already. Wow. Okay, we're wow. coming up on 100. And we are going to have some fun this week. So I want to say a huge thank you, particularly to our patrons uh, this week, especially with Darren Mates, Caleb Harris, and you, uh, Caleb Harris, if you can make this too, and John from John Made It. A uh, huge thank you. You are helping us make this channel better. I also want to say you can join us live each Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, the Creators Collective YouTube channel. Also, you can find us on SoundCloud and Google Play, iTunes, wherever you normally find your podcasts. So, uh, yeah, now that we're actually up and running on SoundCloud, you can uh, do that. So a lot of people are asking for that. Um, this week is going to be another normal, regular week, so it's going to be fun. Except that <laughs> it's on a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah that's right. We're, we're on a Wednesday because oh. some cuckoo had to have a flight tomorrow morning. So uh, guess who has a flight next Thursday? <laughs> ooh, ooh, is it uh is it you? Yes. Nice. Where are you going? Uh Cincinnati. Cincy. Cincinnati. So are we recording Wednesday the next week? That works for me. How about okay. you guys? <laughs> uh yeah, it depends on if I actually get concrete ever poured. Uh <laughs> I think I'm more excited for you to be done with this pool than you are, probably. I think so. I'm like I'm kinda over it. Uh it's just like yeah. Uh, well, yeah. why don't you kick us off? What you got going on? Oh man! So, <laughs> uh, so I've been moving a lot of gravel uh, for this pool project. Uh, we got all the concrete forms up, and then guess what? It rained again! Yay! Uh, <laughs> it's just it's like apparently we just we're Portland now. I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, oh, that's a good segue into Zach. Do you miss Port? The, the no, no, I wasn't going to say anything, okay. man. I was gonna say I love rain. I love uh, rain. That's it. Um, no, but so uh, I I released dining the twin pedestal dining table build video, and that's been really well received. Uh, so that was really cool to finally get that out of my shop and onto the interwebs. Um, and I'll post a link to that in the live chat to anyone interested in seeing that. Um, other than that, I've just been framing um, the basement because I've kind of installed on the pool project. So just to get something done, I moved into the basement and I'm finishing like a, um, an in-law suite, a bedroom and a bathroom. Uh, and so I'm dropping the ceilings in there and building walls and just good old construction stuff. <laughs> uh, I got a 3D printer in the shop and that has been uh, a whole new beast. To, yeah, a whole new rabbit hole, a whole new beast to wrap my head around. Um, it's a lot more, it's a lot less uh, hands-on, a lot more fiddling with firmware and tolerances and feed rates and all that. Uh, but I've been having a lot of fun with that. And so I'm trying to come up with a video um, focusing on using a 3D printer for the workshop. So any ideas of things that uh, you could 3D print at uh, in your four-year workshop, things like knobs for jigs, um, dovetail guides, feather boards, things like that. So if you have any uh, awesome uses for a 3D printer in the workshop, 
hit us up with a live chat or send me a direct message on Instagram or Facebook or email me or something uh, because I, I'm just I'm having a lot of fun with this 3D printer. You can never uh, have enough file handles. That's right. And if you're Zach, you will put your file handles on the podcast and make them look phallic. Um, that's what I do. <laughs> uh, and I'm finally getting back to the Rubo uh, workbench after a year of letting it sit on stickers. Um, people are clamoring for it, so I'm finally getting back to that. Um, and other than that, uh, people are talking about Cincinnati. Uh, Zach, you're talking about Cincinnati. That is, uh, I'm pretty sure that's where uh, popular woodworking is based in Cincinnati. Yeah, uh, um, uh, Chris Schwarz lives somewhere around there, I think. I don't know. Nobody knows who he is? Tell me you know who he is. Who? Never mind. <laughs> you call yourselves woodworkers. <laughs> no, I thought he was Did in we lose Will? Yeah, we think we lost Will. So Okay. We'll have to leave him alone for a bit. Hopefully hopefully I'll make it back. I was gonna say it got really quiet as soon as I said Yeah, so... he has to record outside today, so he's actually gets cicada background. So if you hear the cicadas again, that means Will pop back on. That's true. <laughs> Why don't you give us what you got going on, Zach? Um Oh, see, see there, Keith Johnson. He knows, he knows, he knows the Schwarz. Okay, that's good. Um, so last week I made a hammer, a good one. You guys see Ooh, that? Ooh, that is shiny. It's so shiny, you can't even see. Can you describe it for those who don't see? So, <laughs> it's much like the file handles. See. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is a, I think about. Just shy of two pound chunk of ten forty five. I wish Will were here since he's kind of getting into the the metal world. Um, anyway, this is like a one and three quarter pound chunk of ten forty five steel, and uh, yeah, it was. Oh, is that one face that's textured? Yes. So I have a smooth side on it, but the main reason I did this is if you see, I'm showing the camera, so those who are listening only have no idea what I'm talking Spider about. Yeah, so I took I, I have two faces. It's just kind of like a traditional uh, style rounding hammer. Except for there's different dies. The, the ones that I have to, to mash these out are a little big, so I, I'm actually making another one this week. But um, the one face of it is textured, and what I did was I obviously made two smooth faces, and then one of them I took my angle grinder and just kind of somebody actually described it very well. They said I like did like the Eddie Van Halen logo on the front of it not the actual logo but if anybody's familiar with eddie van halen he had all those weird crazy lines and the point of that is that i can texture stuff if anybody's familiar with the the knives that i put up on my instagram here's this is actually if you guys can see on the camera right now i see that texturing there i have a picture of it all on my instagram if somebody actually wants good pictures of what i'm showing to the camera um so yeah i have one side that's textured and the other side that's flat just for uh you know if i hit too hard with the texturing side and and uh dome the material at all i can flip it over and flatten it back out so uh, i wanted to make one of these because the 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 way i did those knives previously i just took an old broken claw hammer from my my old junk tools box i think everybody has an old junk tools box right (laughs) you have one james i have a couple of them Okay. Yeah. So it was a like a like an eight ounce claw hammer with like a broken handle, you know, that uh-huh. you have like taped up so that it hopefully doesn't fly apart when you're using <laughs> it. 
So I used that to, to experiment and it worked well. So I decided to actually forge my own and it turned out very, very well. I'm really happy with the way this came out. Um, What's the handle? Is that a dyed ash? Wow. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's nice work there, James. Sure. Uh, yeah. So I originally actually tried going walnut because I thought it would contrast good with the, the polished steel and it looked terrible. So <laughs> I sanded it off and went back to red. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what I spent the, the week doing this. This took me a lot of people asked me if I was going to sell it and no, I'm keeping this one. Uh, but I'm probably gonna do some more here in the next week, couple weeks. Um, this took me pretty much two days, which is a long time. Um, it's a lot of work and I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not very fast at it yet. So it's, it's like any other process you just have to, you know, every time you do them, you get a little bit faster and learn some tips and tricks and stuff so you can't do your first dovetail in, in 15 minutes no i still have never done a dovetail <laughs> you should do it in steel that'd be cool so i was actually thinking about that i was like what if i did like a dovetail right like where one side's is steel and the other's wood obviously uh-huh. but then i was thinking well what about expansion and contraction with that you know being as that the, the depends metal... on how wide the board is yeah well i was thinking like big big dovetails to where like the you know the each uh uh like pin and tail would be you know like probably four inches or so wide Uh i was wondering if the wood would move enough to where it would look terrible you know for half the year yeah uh i don't see if there would be a problem with any particular pin or any particular tail it'd be more the problem across the entire board whether or not it would try and shear off the outside of either side yeah, that would suck. I wonder if like brass or something would work. Well, that would get really expensive though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's actually one of the things I want to do soon is an infill plane with a, a steel sole and brass sides and dovetail them together. Huh. Yeah, he'd probably want like some non-rusting steel though. Yeah, it would probably be a stainless steel for the sole because it's a fairly good wear-resistant steel. Yeah. As well as then no problem with rust. Huh. Still no will. Yeah, I will. <laughs> so what's new with you uh well i have been getting things ready for going to portland <laughs> we have to keep rubbing it in <laughs> i know but i'm gonna be uh flying out tomorrow so yeah it's, uh, three o'clock i drive to the bus station take the bus to the airport take the airport to the, the airport to airport <laughs> then i get in a car and drive four hours down to portland because i'm flying into seattle driving down to portland and uh I'll be at the uh, Best in the West uh, tool show out there, which happens once every two years. So that should be a lot of fun. Where is it at? Uh, it is at the Monarch Hotel, um, just south of Portland. Portland. Huh. Uh, so that will be with that. That'll be fun. And I'm going to be doing a, uh, a meetup on Saturday at 3 o'clock. So if anyone is around Portland and wants to hang out, uh, it's at the, uh, the Starbucks nearby. I, I know I'm going to Portland. I'm going to a Starbucks. That's terrible. <laughs> terrible. But, uh, oh. Is that, I see Will. I don't hear Will, but I see his logo thing. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's see what else I got going on. I did a video on a whittling knife, and uh, that went over well. And that's actually a giveaway that's going on through Saturday. So if you want to win a Damascus steel whittling knife, uh, you can go to woodbyright.com backslash giveaway and join in there. Uh, and then a video on a paper towel rack, a simple paper towel rack that hangs underneath the countertop so that uh, it takes up, doesn't take up space. Will, are you back? A lot of fun. Yeah, uh, my parents at the house are here. I believe we're dusting, moving, and router, and 
Well, I think you're back, but you're not back. You have like you're, yeah, you're cutting you have like out. that. You have like that eight-bit voice <laughs> thing going on. Okay, there we go. That seems better. Yeah, maybe a little. Hopefully. Where do you leave off at? Uh, we were talking about Cincinnati. I was talking about Cincinnati. Oh uh, yeah, we were talking about Schwartz. Maybe I said so I was saying that. I, yeah. Oh, I was talking about. Um, popular woodworking and how i reconnected uh with the senior editor david lyle of mm-hmm. uh popular woodworking on facebook he friended me we realized that we were from about 30 minutes from each other but now he lives in cincinnati and the whole pop wood thing um but yeah Schwartz, uh zach is that why you're going to cincinnati <laughs> to hang out chris Schwartz? yeah we're we're really good friends uh we go way back um no, I've never met him in my life. I'm going up there because it is my uh, sister-in-law's wedding. Fun. So, your sister-in-law's yeah. wedding. Wait, if she's your sister-in-law, wouldn't that? I guess no, his wife's right, sister. Okay. So wife's your, sister? I'm bad at this stuff. Your wife's sister's wedding. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But we, she could we, also be your. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I see where I see where you're going. Her husband will like, be your in-law. In-law. Yeah. It's the the brothers and sisters I have none, but my father is his father's son, <laughs> right? <laughs> Get back to me on that one. Um. So yeah, you missed it, Will. I was excited to show you this hammer that I forged. This Ooh, text, texturing really hammer. Cool. See that? Yeah, I saw. Oh wow! I saw mm-hmm. on Instagram you posted that, um, and you're using some crazy, some sort of polishing abrasive or something. Yeah, I did the, uh, well, just for, yeah, from Faird Abrasives, who's a company that I work for. Um, I'm, I'm not intending for this to sound like a pitch, but it totally is um, going to sound like one. They sent me this, uh, this like polishing system called the Combiclick, and it's uh, for angle grinders. But here's the catch, though. And I had to get, I specifically had to get a variable speed angle grinder because the, the different discs are meant to they, they operate on lower speeds like the typical four and a half inch angle grinder is like four like thirteen thousand rpm it's insane so for most of the polishing stuff uh you don't want to go that fast because it's softer and it'll just fly off but uh i could seriously so i used to do all my like polishing and stuff on belts and it took forever and then uh went over to the the my little jet um polishing station thing but that comic click thing you can seriously like i went to this mirror polish they sent me instructions like one of their texts is like here's how i do it and it was like uh like five discs and it took like 30 minutes to get the whole thing mirror polished which is might sound like a long time but it's so much faster than it used to take me so yeah it's, wow. it's pretty cool that's awesome. So that's what I did. I don't know if you saw the actual picture, but this is just a piece of scrap metal. You see the texture on there? There's a better picture yeah. of it on my uh, on my Instagram, but going to be using that for knives. So, yep. How's how's Great. your knife making going? Uh, it's good. So I uh, I ground I freehand ground the bevels on that petty knife um, that I was working on last week, uh, and then I got excited and went to go put the the secondary bevel, the actual cutting bevel on the knife. And I think my, my steel was still a little too thick. Um, so it's just a little chunky. I mean, I got a, I've got a sharp edge on it, um, but it just doesn't look as, as uh, I don't know, delicate as I wanted it to. It looks just kind of like chunky, beefy, like, like a fat apple seed. Yeah. Like a fat apple seed. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
so that that just takes practice. I got the scales uh, epoxied on and, and pinned, and I'll probably finish that up today. Um, but yeah, that's that's. Uh, I think I told you I, I made a forge out of soapstone that worked just okay. Mm-hmm. So now I'm looking at uh, either making a for like a real forge, like a propane forge, or buying one. Um, but yeah, Matt with that. Uh, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. So that's Sweet. good. Yeah. Um, sorry, I totally derailed the show, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I came into James <clears throat> made of towel rack. Yeah. Well, I actually finished up with that. It says that was my wife had been asking me for a while for a towel rack because the one we have sits on the countertop. Well, we only have like three feet of countertop in her kitchen. Um, so she wants all the space she can have on the countertop. <laughs> So, so other hangs and mounts underneath underneath the cabinet. So I'm kind of curious. Um, I, I really see myself like going down the hammer making rabbit hole here soon. I'm probably going to do some more. <laughs> ni- I'm going to do a video on some knives coming up, and then I'm probably going to go like just dive into hammer making. But my question is, I think most of I want to say most of, but there's definitely a larger audience of woodworkers out there in the maker scene than there are like metal fabricators or smiths, although those are growing. I'm kind of curious, like what kind of hammer do you guys find yourselves using the most other than like a wood hammer for joinery, obviously, because plane adjustment hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like like a Japanese. um, Yeah. Like one of those small Japanese hammers. Well, no, like a, a Western style plane adjustment hammer um okay it's a tiny little head usually like um three or four ounces of steel did you see the one that because i i I mean i'm familiar with hand planes i own a bunch but i have no idea why i would need a hammer unless you're talking like the old coffin style is Mm -hmm. that what you use them for yeah i need wooden body plane okay so yeah that's why i don't have that's why i have no idea um Um, but uh, he won one of my hammers that I auctioned and he said that it was awesome as a plane adjustment hammer. So maybe, uh, I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to look into that. So like, what would your, what would your dream plane adjustment hammer? I I looked, I Googled some pictures and there's, there's a lot of variation there. Um, I just posted a couple. I would like one with three heads, but it doesn't swing weird. (laughs) Uh, A cerebus hammer. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, that, I mean, honestly, if it had three heads, each one coming off it, was it 60? No, it would be. That would still degree. be weird because it would want to like spin. Yeah, because you, you want to have one wooden head, one metal head, and one wedged head for popping the wedges out. Question, um, if you lose one of the heads, does it grow back? <laughs> <laughs> That's why my dreams never really come true in, in reality. But, uh, uh, you know, I think that the... the the most common would be like a three ounce head, um, about four inches long with about a, a half inch face and the opposite end being uh, coming down to a tapered end for popping wedges out. Hmm. Like, like wedge shaped end. Yeah. Okay. Huh. I could probably do something like that. And steel wouldn't be a problem. Like you don't need to have brass or something softer. Yeah. Steel would be fine. And actually like a mild steel would, would work great. Okay. Huh. That would be nice. Just, Here, let me go grab a couple that I have. Yeah, I absolutely. I just a couple links in the live chat, Zach, if you're oh, okay. curious. I should check out the live chat more. <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah, like, like w- whatever windows open is what gets my full attention. 
Well, that's good. Yeah, at least you're focused. Um, all right. So, like this chinois four ounce hammer is something that I would I'd be interested in. Is that the top one or the second uh, one down? I just posted another one, the third one. Okay, I'm clicking. Uh, yeah, I love this design. It has a taper on the back, and it's this one's about three eighths on the, the sides of the head, but it's just a little bit too light. Okay, so. Tell me, tell me how many ounces it is, and I can see if I can like knock something out. I would say about three ounces would be perfect. This one's three ounces total. Two ounces. Yeah, three ounces. So that's just kind of like a German for for people who can't see exactly what we're we're doing. Uh, it looks to me like just kind of like almost a German pattern, like forging hammer, pretty much. So just a cross peen. Yeah, but a smaller peen. Three ounces. Okay. Yeah. All right. What do those? Oh, I much. The little, the less weight when you're adjusting a wooden mallet, the better. The, okay. the only downside to it is um, having a wooden face makes it softer, so you're not going to be denting over your your iron if you're hitting it too hard, or if you're actually adjusting the wooden body by tapping on the wood, you're not going to be denting the wood. And so that's why my dream one would have three heads: one with the the metal face, one with a wooden face, and one with the wedge. Um, but yeah, you, you're 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 out of luck there because <laughs> I forged something that's only going to have two faces. Um, the the Japanese hammers that I'm talking about are good for um, for tapping out the the backs of uh, yeah. Japanese plain irons for one once after you sharpen past the the hollow um, and you have to tap it out, um, yeah. which I, I know scares a lot of people, but I don't think it's too too terrible if you just take your time. Uh, that Shinwa is yeah, nice looking. It is right. It's, it's it's a sexy hammer. But uh, you don't you wouldn't want a wedge on one side, huh? Or would you? Like a like a peen? Not for not for Japanese because Japanese don't use the the uh, curled over wooden wedge. Well, those two um, those two faces look the same. You might as well get some versatility in there, right? What would you? But what would I use a peen? Like, so I know James just talked about it. But what would I use a peen for? What would you use a peen for on something that small? I mean, well, I use like, it for not getting... pulling the wedges out. If the wedge gets stuck and you can't you can't tap it out by hitting the body, um, you use that hook to actually grab the the curl on the wedge and pop it out. Oh, okay. Huh? Does that make sense? <laughs> Which that that's a, a common method for Western style, but with Japanese, they don't have that that curling to pop out. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder if how many people hmm. are bored out of their minds listening to us discuss like yeah. like uh plane yeah. adjustment hammer anatomy. What do you say we move on to a couple <laughs> questions? Let's do it. Let's see. We have uh yeah. two left over from last week. You didn't know we get two. Uh, one is from the duck. Have you all tried a, to use propane oxygen mix, mix for heating your metal? Blah, blah, blah. No. Zach? <laughs> yeah. Uh no. No, I haven't. I have done it for um, for bending stuff, but only like you know uh, in theater work for um, you know bending large chunks of steel into organic shapes. But I've never used it for forging. Hmm. So you actually had you know like an oxy propane setup, yeah. or is it like an oxyacetylene? Oxypropane. Oxypropane. Uh, I, I did oxypropane for my jewelry work. Um, that's actually a really nice mix for for doing jewelry um, for silver and gold. Uh, but for general steel work, it's it's on the softer side, so it takes a little longer than acetylene. I can't believe how long my acetylene tank has lasted. I've had it for probably two years, and I use it, I'd say, on a weekly basis for something, and it's still 
It's, I just feel like I'm never going to burn through that tank. It's unbelievable. That one day it does run out and you'll be like, what's wrong? <laughs> no, it's been like two years. I've, I've used it for some... It's going wrong. <laughs> yeah, I've used it for some big projects and it's just... I know I have a pretty small torch on it, but it's still like, it blows me away. Like compared to how fast I go through welding gas, I just feel like it's going to last me. I'm probably not even going to burn through it before I have to sell it and move, hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully I'll be out of here next year. I had, uh, I had the, um, so somebody knocked on my door yesterday and it was the, the like Florida code people. And they told me I had to move all the metal on the side of my house. Otherwise I get like a big fine. What? So yeah. Imagine oh, and that. like the, like the neighborhood association. Yeah. And it's funny because I'm the only neighbor, like I'm the only one on our block who doesn't have old appliances in our front yard. That's the front yard. You had your metal on the side yard and there's probably some, you know, yeah, it's like doesn't in, matter. Like yeah. the guy across the street from us, you can probably. I wonder if it's on Google Maps, um, but he seriously has a big screen TV. I, I mean, how long has it been? Like the old big screen TVs, like with the base, you know, from like the nineties, and that's been sitting in front of his house for so long that there's like there's like uh, stones surrounding it, almost like it's a feature, like it's a garden, but it's a big screen TV. <laughs> Next to that, there's uh, this is recent. It's a washing machine that's also, you know, been hanging out up there, and and a, a broken down uh, Explorer with four flat tires that hasn't moved since we moved here, and an old riding lawnmower that certainly has never, you know, done any lawn mowing. You can tell by looking at the lawn. It's yard art. It is. <laughs> there's a lot of yard. <laughs> like he has more scrap metal in front of his house than I have on the side of my house. So, anywho. Well, we got another question from Handcrafted by Hans. Hans. Um, <laughs> if you were to separate all the time you spend on video production, uh, video portion of a build compared to the actual building, what do you spend more time on? It's hard to say. Uh, it depends on the project, I'd say. If it's something small, um, like a small project, like turning a bowl or something, I would say I, that's tough. I don't know. I had a lot of hours into that table, um, you know, actual build time. And then the video time was like an hour here or there in the evenings. Uh, I, I'm going to go with the solid. It depends on the build. Yeah, I think I'd be the same. Most of my projects are like four hours in the shop and three hours of video editing. Um, I think that's pretty average. But if I'm doing something like this furniture build that might end up being 12 or 13 hours in the shop, it's probably still going to be four to five hours of editing uh, for my personal method. But yeah, it's going to be a little more relaxed about, with so, editing than you do. Yeah. But I mean, if you think if you think about, you know, I don't know. Did you guys see that the table build video? That I yeah. Put out? yeah. Um, you know, if you think about, you know. Uh oh. <laughs> there he goes. Hey, am I still here? Yep. Uh, now I get you. Made it. What what was that? Oh, he, he cut disappeared. Out. Oh, okay. All right. Am I still here? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. So if you think about cutting, you know, like big mortises and you know a lot of them, um, and turning, you know, big pedestal legs, you only need but so much footage of that before it just gets repetitious that yeah. you don't need, and so you're actually spending a lot more time on the actual physical making of the thing and then showing maybe, you know. 15 to 20 seconds of me turning a pedestal leg where it actually took me a lot longer than that. So yeah, I don't know. It depends on the build. Zach, what do you think? 
Um, I would say, I mean, it's, it's hard cause like it does totally vary depending on the project, but, um, since I've really been putting a lot more time into my edits and stuff, I'd say if I combined, if I look at building the project versus, cause even just moving the camera around and setting up shop, like setting up shots like that adds video editing aside, like that adds a yeah. ton oh, of yeah. time. I would say I spend probably 70 to probably 70 ish percent of the overall time, maybe between 70 and eight. Well, yeah, probably 70, 75% somewhere in there, uh, goes into video stuff and maybe, you know, around a third or, or less is the actual build. I mean, certainly if I, if I combine all the setting up camera shots, importing, uh, editing, uploading, tagging, all of the, all of that whole video end of stuff, I'd say that's, that's probably 70 to 80% of the time that I have into anything. That's why wow. like, la- that's why like last month I just didn't film anything cause I just wanted to work. I didn't want to set up and do stuff. Wow. That's all right. I guess I, I consider those like background processes for me, not the tagging and stuff like that, but you know, importing and like, that's something when I get in the office to check email, I just kind of dump footage and let that go in the background. Yeah, I mean, I don't like set a stopwatch, but it's still, you know, like when I sit down to do something I can't do it until it's done its thing. That's not even a, a big amount, even that aside. I think a lot of it's just cause move getting, it's really difficult in my shop, in my shop to put the camera where I want it because mm-hmm. it's so small. And, you know, I have to, not only do I have to make space for me to work, I have to like move stuff around to put the camera somewhere. I mean, that's how packed my shop is. So, um, all right. So I know we've talked about this before, but why get a bucket or a paint paint bucket or something and fill it with concrete, stick a broomstick in it, and then put a ball mount head on the top of that. And then you have a, Uh Oh, I don't know if you do you have a capability of rolling something like that around the shop? I don't know. I mean, I have to move stuff like it's just so packed. Like even if I had a a bucket, I'd have to lift it up over things to get to the back of my shop to use like my crosscut saw or my uh, my chop saw, that sort of stuff. So I don't know. I just need to move, which I I was checking out the. uh, So I know Nathan had actually mentioned it before, but I didn't know it was actually for real a thing. Apparently, he created a GoFundMe to get me out of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so nice. yeah, so that that's a thing. <laughs> people are people are sick of hearing you. Yeah, he, about Florida. He, sent me, he sent me a message a couple weeks ago. I wonder if I can find it on my Facebook. And uh, what did he say? What was it? <laughs> nice, Zach. I just imagine you walking around Florida like Charlie Brown, like with his head down. That's uh, it's pretty spot on. Like whenever I leave, where's your zigzag shirt? I should get a Charlie Brown shirt. Yeah. Yeah, Somebody says Zach a Charlie Brown shirt. I will wear it. I will definitely wear it. (laughs) So, what do you say we hit the creators photo challenge? Since we forgot to mention it last week. Sorry about that. Um, We didn't uh, tell you what the next week will be. So, Will, why don't you tell us what the new challenge is? Yeah, mic check. One, two. Can you guys hear me? Or am I cutting yeah, out? Yeah, we can hear okay, you. cool. All right. So, uh, next, the next challenge is uh, framing. So, think about um, framing whatever your subject is 
uh, and it should be really easy in a workshop where there are a lot of you know square shaped things and lines and boards and and things like that. Um, but think about like a frame within a frame, or just basically framing your subject. Framing that is the challenge for next time. Not construction framing. Not construction framing. Throw a bunch of two by fours up and take a picture. <laughs> Cool. Well, uh, we will probably be doing this next Wednesday. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cool. So I'll um, be going to Cincinnati. Wednesday, you have until yeah one week from today to get your pictures in. And uh, this is an abbreviated. You only get one week instead of two. Oh wow! Because that's what James just said, and yeah. so because uh, it was if, if you don't like it, if you don't like it, blame James. <laughs> it's normal. Well, we have a joke of the week uh, from Matt Button. 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 I, Bunton. Bunton. Uh, did you hear the one about the two peanuts that were walking down a dark alley? One of them was salted. One was assaulted. That's what I said. <laughs> uh, I think we should, when we start running low on these, we should just have jokes where we totally botched the punchline. <laughs> My daughter came up to me the other day and she's totally, totally blonde. Um, and completely into uh, um, Frozen, she comes up to me and says, Daddy, why can't Elsa have a balloon? And I said, why? Because she'll let it go. Like, oh, <laughs> nice. Thank you, Melody. That's good. That's, That's a good, good one. one. Yeah. That's a dad joke for sure. She's following so, my footsteps. So yeah. I want to no. put something out there for, uh, for anybody <clears throat> who's listening, if there's, if there's anybody still with us at this point. <laughs> um, so... It, Anybody who th like has any cool ideas for like, let me know what kind of hammer you would want. Cause I, I, I want to like put my feelers out there. I'm going to start making some. And I just kind of want to get like the general consensus of like, what would, what, what do people want? What kind of hammers do, what kind of metal hammers do people want? So send me a message. Let me know. A good cool. claw hammer, 16 ounce. Yeah. 22, 22 ounce. Anybody 70, 76 ounce hammer hammer <laughs> the old 96er yes that's what it was <laughs> great yeah. movie um great great movie um no i want to shout out matt bunton too um he's the one that just gave us that awesome joke that we botched um uh he sent me a dovetail forever ago to restore and i restored it and uh that was just really cool thanks matt sweet Good to have friends like that. So we've got yeah. uh, what are we watching, reading, and what is inspiring us? Uh, Will, what you got? Yeah, so um, I'm going to give a shout out to a very little known channel. Um, it's Hatch Made It, uh, which I believe is also Birch Tree Farms, um, which is a listener of this podcast, uh, and actually a winner of one of our creators' photo challenges at one point. But he uh, did a two part build, uh, logs to lumber. He's got a wood miser. Uh, mobile sawmill and he milled up some lumber and uh, built a playhouse for his kid or kids. I can't, I can't remember um, how many kids he has. Um, but it was, you could tell that he really put a lot of effort into making the video and editing. Uh, and when I saw it, it had like 20 views, uh, which is a, is a shame for, for putting so much work and, and effort into making a video. Um, so yeah, check that out. It was, it was really well done, and then uh, it's a small channel. You're getting in on the ground floor. Uh, that's what I got. That's what I'm watching. Sweet. Yeah, James, how about you? 
Uh, I have to go with uh, Third Coast Craftsman. Uh, he just put out a bench video this last uh, last week, and he built his bench a while ago, but for, uh, but didn't video it because it was kind of at the beginning of shooting his videos. And this one is just totally, totally hot. Um, it is a, a true, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's half robo, half English. So you have all the English style of, of holding work, and you have all of the Western style. Uh, all of the uh, um, Rubo style, French, uh, French it, style. It is like covered with everything you've ever seen on a bench is in this bench, and it is absolutely gorgeous. Um, so it's definitely a a video you've got to go take a look at. And he has plans and all that available as well. So that was a cool video. That's a really cool bench that Rubo Nicholson hybrid. Uh, and he's just a cool dude. He's just a really nice guy. Yeah, he is. We've got a, a collab coming up if I ever get the chance to actually build it. Oh, cool. <laughs> for that what you got zach okay i am gonna shout out my friend cliff dufton cj dufton on um instagram so this is uh when i went up to uh new york last month or however long ago it was i don't even remember uh to to do some hammer forging and kind of learn the the process better um i kind of hit it off with cliff and uh he just does amazing work so anybody who's i i ordered some uh some of his dies he's a machinist for a living and and a welding instructor and uh so i ordered some custom like punches and stuff from him to to kind of help ease my hammer making process so uh check out his instagram he's he just makes some really really cool stuff very um everything's just super clean and and very very nice to look at so check out his instagram is cj dufton well do you have a favorite product of the week zach Man, I thought I was going to go last on that one. <laughs> I'm going to go with this. I'm going to go with the hammer that I made. I was going to say, I thought that would be yours. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you can't buy it anywhere. So yeah, If you so want to see it, uh, you can go to ZH Fabrications on Instagram, and he's got pictures. Yep. And they purdy. I do. What you got, Will? Uh, I got to go with my Hitachi framing uh, nail gun because I've been using a lot of it. It's 21-degree plastic collated uh, framing gun uh, takes plastic collated nails I shoot a lot of them and it's you know and, uh, yeah, you. cool this will this will come out okay during the actual like the post of it right hopefully we'll see <laughs> either it's gonna be a mess which I'm sorry or it's gonna actually be really nice and you're all gonna be wondering what are you laughing about <laughs> yeah what's so funny uh, Will's still on uh, like dial-up AOL. Uh, 